our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. An Eye for an Eye podcast contains subject matters that many may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Alright everybody, we're back with your favorite podcast on this earth. We know. Eye for an Eye. Um, I'm your host Lisa and I'm here with my boy Matt. What's up? And we are here to bring you a case that's actually really, really interesting for an Eye for an Eye. We're just going to jump right into it here. Don't want to waste any time. We want to just get right to the nitty gritty. Um, We want to shout out to our Murderly family. If you haven't checked it out, check out murder.ly. That's a website. You'll see all of our favorite podcasts on there, including us. And we love the support that you have all shown us for that. We love y'all. Thank you. Let's get into this case, Matt. This is going to be a wild one. This is a wild one. So we're just going to dive right in. Yeah, we're going to skip all the formalities tonight. This is Lindsay Savannah. Absolutely. So uh, we've uh, laid charges against uh, two individuals, um, a male and a female. The female's name is Lindsay Kathana Savannarath from uh, Savannah, excuse me, from uh, Illinois. And the uh, gentleman, Randall Stephen Shepard, is from Halifax here. And both these individuals have been charged with conspiracy to commit murder. Well, in any case, if I mean, in any case, uh, uh, when we're looking at a potential mass shooting, we're going to be looking at all uh, potential areas. The important thing is to realize that this has nothing to do with ethnic, uh, uh, even political considerations, at least at this point. Born on January 9th, 1992, to Chanthabun Savanarath, an insurance worker, and Phyllis Zboro. A dog trainer who ironically has a 20-year-old background working with at-risk children. Which you'll see the irony here once we get into this case. You will learn the irony shortly. Uh, So Lindsay's father was a native of Laos in Southeast Asia, though she was actually raised here in the States in Geneva, Illinois. From an early age, Lindsay apparently struggled with being biracial. As her mother mentions her coming and crying to her and her father about it at age four. Which so. is sad. tells you about our society. If a yeah, four-year-old recognizes that she's different just because her skin color doesn't look the same as others. That's sad to me because especially like with where the world is now and how many biracial children there are, like, come on. I mean, if anybody's still thinking about this shit. Uh, but they are out there. There are some stupid people, so let's just move on. Um, if you're listening and you're one of those people, yeah, you're stupid. Yeah, we don't fuck with that. We are... Yeah, I said it. Not. If you don't like it, shut up. Um, so anyways, back to the story. So, from an early age, she struggled with being biracial, unfortunately, and she apparently had a strong sense of her superiority uh, since at least first grade, from what we understand. Um, there's a Facebook post, actually, in December 2013, so when she was you know, roughly 20, 21 years old, uh, shows her complaining about inferior females having nicer things than she did, which might explain in part her obnoxious behavior toward other girls, uh, just in general, uh, from what we understand, but in particular on a trip to Southeast Asia that she eventually took. 
Uh, former classmates say that Lindsay often exhibited strange behaviors as early as middle school. Um, she was regularly bullied, unfortunately, for her unusual sense of dress, uh, which, again, we discourage bullying highly. Oh, absolutely. I Awful thing. I have very thing. strong feelings about that. Yes, uh, I do as well. And I understand there are a lot of ways to deal with it, but it should never happen. So let's just start there. Um, and if you know anyone who is, teach your kids not to. If you, see, if you see someone being picked on, you know. Well, here's the thing. Here's how I learned not to. Not to bully. It was real simple. My dad was a lot bigger than I was. So he said, if I hear that you're picking on somebody, I'll pick on you. Smart. And then he said, I'll teach you to box. So that if anybody does pick on you, you show them that you can pick right back. Yeah, we'll discuss that. Later. And we can talk about that. That's a different thing. I totally, it's kind of unrelated to this case. But just want to throw that out there that bullying never should happen. And never that okay. is a good way around that, uh, at least in my experience. But obviously, everybody deals with life differently. Um, so, anyways, for Lindsay's sake, she unfortunately did not deal with it well. She, although exhibiting strange behaviors like wearing disheveled clothing and bright red lipstick, she was also known to break out in random laughter in the middle of classes and just kind of at awkward times and would place curses on other students. And so yes, she was that girl in high school that you were just kind of like, what are you don't doing? really want to mess with her, which is sad because obviously this is not helping the situation at all. But yeah. she's one of those girls that you're kind of like, She's a little weird. She yeah. is. This is not... You're, play, you're, like, whispering under your breath, placing curses on people. That's not the way to make friends. Right. And honestly, like, that, that that's I kind of... Blame, I don't want to blame anyone. That's kind of what I wanted to say about, about bullying, school, too, is, like, yes, unfortunately, it does happen, but also, like, I've been the victim of bullying, and I've been the bully before. Like, there's just, like, life is circumstantial. Unfortunately, kind of kids are just more ruthless about things. Yeah, I mean, I've hopefully we're going to get to a place one day. Where that doesn't happen. Fucking, right. In the age of social media, man, it's... It's tough, yeah. exactly. And and unfortunately now, like, kids become, you know, viral and things like that. Mm -hmm. And that stuff is terrible. But at the same time, you know... I full on believe that like we're moving in, we're the, moving in the positive well, direction. Absolutely. Yeah. As as our generation starts to pick up majority in votes and everything like that, right. I think we're moving in a more tolerant and accepting and understanding direction. Absolutely. Totally. So a little tidbit on that, but let's go back to the case. Absolutely. So back into Lindsay's case. She attended Geneva High School. And although she never really had any close friends or boyfriends or anything, she did at one point claim to be dating a brother's classmate. At one point, she also was suspended for stabbing a student with a pencil. So she and sort she's of... She's acting out. Man. She's acting out, and she's also I kind of it. just like talking about things as though she's doing things that she's not, and she's making things up randomly, and it's, you know, kind of... She's definitely in like a, da a very... A very downward slope. Just questionable all around. I mean, right. everything she's like, doing okay, is sort of... Like, okay, if you're into, like, witchcraft stuff, that's awesome. That's great. Placing curses on people, probably not so great, because cursing normally means you're doing something... I don't negative. necessarily think being into witchcraft is great by any means either. I mean, witchcraft is, by some degree, a religion, but a lot of people also look down on that because, like, yeah, you are cursing people, and you are sort of condemning a lot of people with that. 
Yeah, but we don't want to, like, condemn it. I don't condemn anything. Hey, believe whatever you want. Just don't hate yeah, just me. Don't, don't use it for negative. Right. If you want to do whatever you want to do, like I always say, if you're not hurting yourself or anyone else, go for it. I love it. I think that's a great way to put it, Lisa. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but she stabbed a student with a pencil. Yeah, so, we're so she, went, she went beyond that and actually assaulted someone with a pencil. And um, suspended. And got suspended, right. So there was clearly some action along with her weird reactions here. Uh, but she attended Geneva High School, as we said, where she was described by several people as a quiet but talented artist. Uh, although her teachers did walk, recall her walking around school hallways by herself, not speaking very much. And as a matter of fact, people couldn't even really recall her voice. So she just kind of kept to herself when she wasn't doing outlandish things like stabbing people with pencils. She just kind of was that quiet girl in the corner that like didn't really make any impressions on people. Right. Which is unfortunate because there are always those people in in the high school environment too, especially I feel like because kids are kids, you know? They just yeah. kinda like they pick on the weaker kids and it's just horrible. It's just all it's just sad and unfortunate. Although <clears throat> I have we'll talk about obviously this is eye for an eye. This is not some butterfly and marshmallow cream, you know, case here. We'll talk about why I don't pity Lindsay. However, any other kid on this planet, if they were going through this, I would feel, you know, I, I empathize and I understand that feeling of feeling alone and feeling like you don't have anybody. But she takes it to a whole level that people and, that are lonely do not take it to. Right. And we definitely just want to point out that that is a, a mitigating factor here, but not by any stretch an, an excuse. excuse. Thank you. She was a talented artist, according to several people, but none of her artwork was really ever suspicious to anybody nobody ever thought much of it which is very confusing and we'll talk about that yeah coming we'll get more into that um she's never sent to counseling or reported to anybody as being you know potentially triggered into violence uh, she was even involved in a school play her junior year the rhymers of eldritch which is one i've never heard of um <laughs> uh, <laughs> hannah joe if you're hearing us give us a shout and you know what yeah. the hell that is we, <laughs> yeah right uh, a neighbor actually described her as a normal teenage girl who often went through different phases and interests. And although she sometimes dressed in goth clothing, she wasn't strange or rude by any means to them. Well, I digress because this this next yes this next part now let us makes me think her neighbor might not have known her very well. Really, doesn't seem like anyone knew her very well. But right, it it's. Before we even get into this, because now is coming the stuff that's going to make me angry, going to make Matt angry. We just want to reiterate right here. If you are racist, homophobic, anti-Semitic, transphobic, if you're any kind of phobic, if you're hating any individuals, if you are intolerant, if you are negative, you want to turn off this show and go far away from this podcast because yes. that's absolutely not accepted here. It's not accepted anywhere. And you'll see right now why I'm bringing this up. But I just want you to know I for an eye podcast does not tolerate any of that. And nonsense. we will be tearing you a new asshole. Absolutely. We don't, you know, Matt and I are very outspoken. We don't shy away from expressing our feelings. That's exactly what this podcast is all about. Our feelings and, you know, cases here and our feelings on the sentencing. But I want you to know right now, um, hey, if you are one of these people, though, please give me a shout. I would love to speak to you directly. Right. Yeah, right. Matt will have some words for you for sure. Um, it's just incredible. So let's get into it. Let's dive in. So 
A neighbor described her as being normal. However, she had several people in her class who didn't describe her as not only normal, but not very forthcoming with many people. They actually said that they were aware of her neo-Nazi views. Although she would deny being a Nazi if anybody asked her directly, she was a member of their school's RPG club, which is a role-playing games club. Did your high school have that? We had an all-dudes high school. You couldn't be in a role-playing games club unless you wanted to get your ass beat. No, we did not. Oh, wait, that's horrible. No, it's not. That's so horrible. That's... We didn't have that. That's not horrible. We had a lot of other shit to do, but no, we didn't have role-playing games club. Fucking I don't think kidding. we did either. We don't have anything against role-playing games club. No, I got nothing against it, but you couldn't do that in my high school. Shit. Any dudes from Central listening to this right now are laughing with me like, hell no, we didn't have no role-playing game high school club. No, what the fuck? <laughs> I was in chess club for two years. That was enough, man. That, that was the president of Latin club. Me and 15 other people. <laughs> no shit. Uh, but so her classmates were aware of her neo-Nazi views, and she was in this RPG club where her chosen persona was the Nightmare Nazi, which somehow nobody kind of caught on to that as being a which, red flag. Which blows my mind. Well, yeah, I mean, if somebody ever... If the word Nazi is in anything that you're doing... I'm looking at you like, motherfucker, what? (laughs) He's literally looking to the side, like, side-eyeing. I am. I'm looking (laughs) off into space and side-eyeing people like, what? You used what But seriously, like, the word Nazi didn't raise anyone's suspicions. That makes me question what high school she went to. That's what I'm wondering. Was that, like, acceptable? You're... The role-playing character you choose is a neo-Nazi, and that's somehow, like, okay? Yeah, and, and, and who was the moderator for this damn club? That was, right. <laughs> she was like... This was red flag number fucking She one. was like, I'm going with Nightmare Nazi. <laughs> the teacher was like, I like your ingenuity. <laughs> and she drew it in the drawings in the yearbook. I'll post it on our Facebook. I mean, on our... Well, on our Facebook, too, but on our Instagram... But she drew this. It is a scary-looking character that she's imagined. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like she was, like, envisioning yeah. somebody coming back, like, what was it? Bear Jew from uh, Inglorious Bastards, like, kicking Nazi ass. Like, no, she wanted to be one of the dudes. The Nazis. Yeah. So I'm I'm not sure why nobody figured out where her intentions lay. Right? Like, that that that's unacceptable to me that that was somehow okay. And, you know... God forbid there were Jewish kids in her uh, her school. How, Jewish, how in the world black, do you feel? Catholic, right? anybody, right? fucking Polish. God, if you, I mean, they don't like anybody. You look in, look into neo Nazis, honestly, guys. If you want to do yourself some interesting homework, look into neo Nazis and who they do like. That she drew that was in their yearbook. What the hell, toss it? Let me see. <laughs> what the hell is this shit? Nightmare Nazi. That's what she envisioned as her character. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that was accepted. That was published in her school's yearbook, Matt. How? It has weapons in its hands. It has weapons as hands. <laughs> and like an old Nazi gas mask and a Nazi uniform. Right? A scythe. One of her weapons is a scythe and the other one is like a long knife. Who was this bitch? She needed to quit watching Star Wars. <laughs> And saving Private Ryan in the same goddamn day. Stupid. <laughs> but why was that? Why was that a lot in a yearbook? This looks like th- this uniform, guys. For those of you that are movie nerds like me, okay, this is a cross between 
<laughs> what the generals wore in Star Wars and what the general wore in Inglorious Bastards. Oh my God. Okay. The, the Nazis and, and the Edward's evil and, and the Nazis and the Empire. Okay. That's who the fuck I'm talking about here. This bitch drew up that. And it was published in their yearbook, The Nightmare Nazi Drawing of this girl's role-playing character was published. What the fuck, man? What high school did you go to? Right. You'd have gotten your ass beat at my high school. (laughs) That's for damn sure. Right. I went to a Catholic high school. We had about five Jewish kids I graduated with, and they would have been last in line kicking this ass. Right. Shit. There's been... There'd have been a lot of people. For those who don't know, I am Jewish. Just yes, for Lisa the, is the anger that you might hear in my voice. Yes, exactly. And Matt. I mean, Matt feels the same way. But you know what I mean. That I just wanted to preface that I am a Jew. So Exactly. And it's not even close to, I mean, acceptable to have this be in a, in a yearbook. I mean, come on. And her former classmates, Matt, would say that the Nightmare Nazi character was deemed acceptable in this school due to the lack of any overtly racist content in Lindsay's role-playing. What? What? I mean, yeah, what about her uniform (laughs) Nazi fucking gas mask scythe-bearing persona didn't seem alarming. And it's called the Nightmare Nazi. Yeah, anything in featuring Nazi, by the way, is overtly racist. I'm just going to throw that out there. That unto itself is not acceptable. The Third Reich, anything involving those fucks, is not acceptable. Right. Uh, yeah, so, okay. Yeah, Lindsay was definitely in high school is when she really started. Obviously, the Nightmare Nazi was the persona she chose. She was a spitfire. She would argue with anyone if you disagreed with her, which, again, is probably why the school, well, the school must have been, like, scared the, the, of this. This is one of my favorites. I love this. Lindsay was said to keep arguing until she got in her... I'm sorry, until she got her way if anyone disagreed with her. Bitch, let me give you my phone number. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Let's chat. How much time you got? I'm serious. Lise? Let's find her. Let's no, no, no. I, I, how much time... How, how, long, oh. how many rounds do you think she and I would go? Oh gosh! Oh. <laughs> I, mean, that, I would pay to see that. That would be so epic. Right. If anybody knows Lindsay Savannah or however you say Savannah, Savannah, I'm sorry. But if anybody can get us in touch with Lindsay Savannah, then please well, uh, right to the jail. Right to the jail. Exactly. I'm gonna be like, bitch. Look, here's my phone number. Call me, and we'll argue all damn week. <laughs> so she did. I guess meet some friends through her club, although they did say she's, like we said, super argumentative. She didn't like when people disagreed with her. So she was not a bag of flowers to deal with, right? She was just a bitch, really, is what it seemed like. She was just an asshole. She clearly had sick thoughts in her head, which we'll continue to dive into because this whole thing it only gets worse. revolves around this. Yeah. Um, I don't know how fucking Nightmare Nazi was able to walk around the school pretending that this was her persona. Yeah, that blows my mind that nobody kind of was like, uh, hey, you you can't do that. Pick a different persona. Nightmare Goblin, like Nightmare Vampire, that's fine. Yeah, whatever, like, man. Be, be Nightmare Neo. I mean, you know, who gives a shit? Even that, you know, you could say it's an allusion to the Matrix and it's at least got alliteration. Bam. See, she's an idiot. Lindsay had some strange infatuation with Varg Vickerens, or Vickernes. Who we're going to cover it, also. Who we will cover. We will do his case. 
who was a white supremacist musician who was convicted of murder and arson in the mid-90s. So he is an interesting character, not in the sense that he's an admirable figure, but he was an influence in her life because she described him as cute and wrote essays about him. So there seem to be some telltale signs of a condition called hybristophilia in Lindsay, which we have talked about on this show before. In the necrophilia case. In the necrophilia case, and exactly. And the case, I think. Is what yeah, we did, actually. We touched on that. Uh, it's be- been in, like, all the cases, because Charles Manson also had... Had the sense of hybristophilia. Basically, anybody that obsesses... What that is, is a par- hybristophilia is a paraphilia in which sexual arousal, facilitation, and attainment of orgasm are responsive to and contingent upon being with a partner known to have committed an outrage cheating, lying, known infidelities, or crime, such as rape, murder, and armed robbery. So we talked about that in Manson's case because he had a wife in jail that there was, like, infatuated with him. He got fan mail. Luca is getting married in jail. Yep. People were infatuated with him. It's, like, every, like, it's a serious thing. Like, this is a big thing. They have, like, pen pal sites for these criminals. It's a big thing. But that seems to be, like, where she started really picking up on this paraphilia. And it, I wish uh, Lee was here because I'd like to know where that comes from. Like, we talked about necrophilia could come from, like, an experience that relates to, like, a funeral. Or I know. seeing a body sometime in your life. Or if it, Lee could give us a little bit of insight on that, that would be so helpful because, honestly, we, we have to reach out and see what, yeah. you know. What, like, what how that can begin. Because, yeah, I mean, I Maybe, really. like, watching a violent relationship in your home. Maybe. I wonder how that starts, though. Yeah, what is the stem of that? Um, but anyways, so she had this sense of hybristophilia, which that will come into play here. Uh, she graduated high school as part of the class of 2010. Shout out, gang. Uh, and enrolled as a student at Coe College during the fall of that same year. She graduated in 2014 with a Bachelor of Arts degree double majoring in English and creative writing. Makes you wonder what she wrote in her papers if her persona was neat, like Nazi. Yeah, very curious about what her writings consisted of. Sicko. Um, There was not much information on her behavior while in college, unfortunately. One classmate who did accompany her abroad on a trip to Southeast Asia, however, penned a blog called An Unhelpful Guide to Asia where she did actually shed a good bit of light on what life was like living with Lindsay at that time. Uh, Throughout the blog, Lindsay's given the pseudonym Lilith, though her real name is accidentally used at least (laughs) on one occasion. You think it was really an accident, though, Matt? Uh, No, I would have used it intentionally. (laughs) This bitch. I, you know, I actually might not because this girl goes off the rails. She does. I I would be afraid to use her real name. It got dangerous pretty quickly with her. But at the same time, I don't think her roommate or anybody could have known that at that point in time. So I might have, yeah, I might have just gone ahead and used her name. Um, (laughs) Matt's just trying to fight the bull. (laughs) I just want to. I'm bad with that stuff, sorry. (laughs) Uh, But she began causing problems before the trip even started by having the entire curriculum rearranged so that she could visit her father's family in Laos. Despite that insistence, however, she spent her entire time in her room on her computer during that phase of the trip. So she rearranged everybody's trip, and then she didn't end up... Going to see them. Yeah, like it wasn't like a good situation. Very odd. Um... 
She did. She did end up seeing her family, but she just like wasn't in. Like she just wasn't. They rearranged the whole entire trip for her to mainly spend time in her room on her computer. Lindsay's traveling partners were nervous about meeting her family because they were also afraid that because she was so reactive and had these neo-Nazi thoughts in her brain, because again, she was clearly vocal about them, she they were all kind of afraid that her family would feel the same way. You know, you think... Where did she get it from? Exactly. A lot of people, um, I mean, I believe hate is raised, not born. You know, it's something that you, you pick up from something. I agree. Um, but... That, that's where the fear came from. However, all accounts um, described Lindsay's family in Laos to be really, really friendly, really great to their their trip, their um, the people on their trip. So it was not the case. It was not the case of Lindsay being raised by these neo-Nazi yeah. wild animals. Weird people, yeah. These these were great people. So it is kind of curious where this came from. Yeah, I wonder. Did it come from isolation? Did it come from just her own obsession with things it's interesting we'll talk about it so Lindsay um Lindsay herself dressed inappropriately for the meeting of her family which was I'm imagining was the first time it seems like this was like the first meeting with them wearing what the blogger describes as a quote hooker shirt nobody wanted to share a room with Lindsay because again she was a turd and she never cleaned up after herself and she was looking at craziness online so people were sketched out by her they didn't want to be near her she wasn't friendly she wasn't someone you and i would want to hang out with no generally and, and I, you know i would feel bad about that back before nightmare nazi came along because you know lonely girl doesn't have a lot of friends not many people are giving her a chance after neo-nazi nightmare fuel whatever came out bye you've lost my <laughs> respect see you later that's yeah. something you're idolizing like, neo-nazi what? nightmare fuel <laughs> actually like that way better than nightmare nazi <laughs> that should be the title of this that should be. Neo-Nazi nightmare fuel. That's the night. That's definitely the title of this. 100%. But yeah, so like, uh, of course, nobody wanted to spend time with her because she was unpleasant to be around and frankly quite scary. Every she didn't hide her feelings and thoughts about things. Right. So, she would again do things that were kind of, you know, inappropriate or you know bothersome to the people around her she never cleaned up after herself she generally acted inconsiderately to her travel partners by doing such things as waking them up in the mornings by being loud and obnoxious hogging the bathroom for herself and refusing to do even minor tasks like making her bed so she was just a slob people were just over it they didn't want to deal with her because like we said again and again she's very confrontational yeah she's already argumentative yeah so So it was just a mess it was just not a fun person to you know there's always that one person like in the school project that doesn't do shit that makes your life miserable she was that person permanently on this trip in life in real life which is sad because it, it is it is interesting to note that her family was noted to be these great people her mom and dad were amazing people her grandparents were amazing people it was it's interesting how she could have fly so far off the handle how does it happen that this girl who's raised in a normal house like this is where that question of nature versus nurture yeah. comes in you know raised in a normal house by you normal know, parents good people getting into that though it was it, this is not even semi close to her situation however i was thinking about it when i was researching this case it makes me wonder when people ask me how i'm i got in like um fascinated with true crime Right. Because my parents aren't into that. No. They're not violent people. Like, it's not something... Like, I'm not I'm not excited by it. Like, it seems like this girl is excited, like, likes it, like, wants violence, wants hate, wants all this nastiness. I'm just infatuated with the punishment, fitting the crime, that kind of thing. But it made me think about the question, because I'm always asked, how did you get into this deep, dark stuff? I want violence. 
Oh my god. So it's just something to think about. Now, um, despite getting motion sickness, she'd insist on riding in the back of the cabs with everyone else. Everyone would be worried she's going to puke on them. So That's she so just, gross to me. I just want to point right? that out. Like her knowingly right? getting in the fucking van with people and like getting motion sickness. Like, and admitting it. Like I'm sure she called it out. Like made sure people knew she she felt like she was going to vomit. Like, ew. Right? And she also was reported when they were in Vietnam that she was with her host family and she was just giving them a hard time. She was angry because the host family would not give her potato chips. And so she made them drive her to a bar. And they also she also ins- insulted the host family by belching at them. So she was just rude. Like, she was just like... So I don't know what happened. Like I said, it, by all accounts, her parents were wonderful people. But maybe they didn't discipline her enough. I don't know how this goes so sideways. I know for me, like, my family and I, the way I act with my family is a lot different than the way I act with others. I have the utmost respect for other people. You know, I have respect for my family, of course. But I'll fight with them. I'll bicker back and forth. I'll be a little bit rude and inconsiderate right. sometimes. But I would never dare to do that to somebody else's family or strangers. No way. Welcoming me Especially in not if my family could find out about it. Right? My parents used to say when I was little, I'd be like dropped back off after a play date. And they'd be like, oh, Lisa was so kind and sweet. And they were like, who? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> like, you what? want a keeper? Right? <laughs> so I, I don't understand how anyone could be this inconsiderate to anyone but let alone people you don't really know or that are like offering to be in your house right uh, offering to have you stay in their house so this is where we're going to get into some messy messiness here so we're in the day and age 21st century uh she's about our age she's matt's age still she's born same year um 91 but okay okay so like the year after she's like in between matt and i um she just like everybody else, started getting into social media. I had MySpace, I had Xanga, I have, I have Facebook, I have Twitter, I have Instagram, all the other Snapchat. Just like anybody else, that's a natural thing in the world of social media, mm-hmm. unfortunately and fortunately. I mean, I think it can be great and I think it can be evil, and we're going to talk about the evil parts of it here now, but she did get involved in social media. Now, her internet presence was a direct contradiction of her teacher's description of her as quiet and aloof so we talked about how she's kind of unassuming in school besides like i said i don't understand how that's possible if she was the nightmare nazi but they said she that's was quiet what i don't assuming. understand she was so quiet and she never spoke up and i'm like she's in a role-playing group how, do you, how are you the quiet one in the role right group, right one? and you called yourself the nightmare then nazi. you're the nightmare nazi and you tell me nobody in the group was like hey yo what uh <laughs> why that <laughs> Pink fairy elves and like yeah, like, know, like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Captain Jack Sparrow's parrot. <laughs> the next kid was like, I'm gonna be a space cadet on I'm my first NASA mission. Peach. She was like, I'm gonna be the Nightmare Nazi. Like you tell me, nobody, <laughs> not nobody, the class clown of that group wasn't like, hold up, what? <laughs> yeah, what? Who you about to be? <laughs> like. I'm confused. But. It, it really doesn't make sense. And I think <clears throat> it was missed here. I mean, I, I think teachers, if you're listening and you have a student who's in your RPG club. Um, wake up. Honestly, like, w- wake up. If you're seeing someone with these ideologies in their game character, you know that they're thinking about that in real life. That so it's just, I just don't get it. So 
like we said, her internet personality was the exact opposite of her in school supposed personality. Her dark infatuation deepened online as she became active on numerous websites and forums for neo-Nazis and white supremacists. Like I said, I don't have respect for this girl. Not even a tiny bit. I don't know how anyone gets wrapped up in that shit, but that's not acceptable here. And I, for now, I just want you to know that if you have these views, sorry, get out. Yeah, that's 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 crossing the line. Yeah, do you want do you want to say what her Tumblr name was? Yeah, I actually really do. Her Tumblr blog was called Cock Swastika. That's the truth. Had the subtitle, School Shooter Chic, Violence is the Aesthetic. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) She is thought to be behind numerous sketches, poems, and blog entries praising Adolf Hitler and former KKK leader David Duke, who's an absolute asswad for anyone who's never heard of him or seen him. He's still alive. He's a fucking tool. Yeah, David Duke, we can give a big fuck you for Oh my god, if you ever get the chance to meet this man, just throw something in his direction for me, guys, please. I know what you're saying is absolute trash. Yeah. You're trash, you're a shit piece of shit, you're a shit piece of shit. You are, though. But it it makes you think, it makes you think a little bit. Not any, in any kind of direction of what he's saying, but it's like, wow, what are you talking about? It makes you at least think that, like, not everybody out there can be condemned as a complete fucking moron. But it does make you think, like, you can't be 100% there if you believe the shit you're spewing, the racist, the hatred, the racism, the anti-Semitic remarks, everything that you're saying. Like, I don't know how you can justify it in your own brain. So that tells me you have screws all the way loose, but he seems to have a very eloquent well, not eloquent. He has a very... No, eloquent's the right word. He's actually a pretty gifted speaker, which is, again, scary. Like Hitler was. Like Hitler was. So these charismatic leaders are the ones who are the most disgusting and disturbing, and she idolized them. That's what she wanted to be. Maybe she saw something in them that she didn't have herself, because clearly she wasn't speaking up a lot uh, outside of the online forums. So in a warped entry, she wrote under the pseudonym Snoopy Femme, quote, They use sex in commercials all the time to sell products. Why don't they ever use violence? Wouldn't you love to see a bunch of guys tearing each other apart with machine guns to get a bowl of Cheerios? Sure, it might traumatize our children, but in my opinion, children aren't being traumatized enough. The only reason for Americans to breed is to create more soldiers to fight for freedom. What we need to weed out is the the weaklings early on. Survival of the fittest man. Well, sorry, Lindsay. Real quick, if we back up, sounds like you're kind of the weak one. Quiet, unassuming, in the back of the class, not saying a word, you weak bitch. You can't speak up for yourself unless you're online behind a computer. I mean, that's what I don't understand, like... Talk all the big talk online, but can't back it up in in life. Right. Exactly. That's like all the internet trolls. You talk big talk behind an egg picture. Yeah. Show your face. Yeah, and tell us what your name is, not your fake ass middle name with your your <laughs> you know Gemini slash lover. You know, like whatever. Like it, that's like the thing. It's like the the horrible part about social media. Like I do love social media. I do think it's it has great potential. Um, however, the things I hate about it is these assholes can come out of nowhere, think that they're validated. And say just the worst shit. 
the worst shit to people they don't even know. Yes. And that is exactly what Lindsay was getting herself into. Lindsay was somewhat notable user on the Kiwi Farms forums. Now, I had no fucking clue what Kiwi Farms was, so I dug into it. But before I get into what that was, her account was called Heretics? Heretics. Heretic. What's that mean? Heretics are people who, like, are anti-religious. pieces of shit? No. <laughs> er- they're... They do something against religious beliefs. Oh, what a surprise. Mm-hmm. So her thing was heretics on holiday and was registered on November 8th, 2014. However, as of researching this episode, I was looking for her account. Um, it seems to, that it was taken down. When I clicked on the link for her account, it didn't, I'm sure. it didn't show up. Yeah, yeah, obviously now. But it's interesting, though, because these... This whole thing just is a mess. So it spirals. Like I said, for those of you who were as curious as I was to know what Kiwis Kiwi Farms is, because I'm not like I go on the internet, but I'm not one of those people on like blog, like 4chan or anything like that. Like I don't uh, mess with that kind of stuff. Like Reddit is where my line is crossed. There's a lot of 4chan is like the um, uninhibited Reddit, and then Kiwi Farms seems to be the even worse 4chan. So it's like the the hierarchy of sanity and um, acceptability for um, like being a hu- like a normal human being, not normal human being, being a tolerant, not hateful human being goes Reddit, which is like average people Everybody. like you and I. Four yeah. Chan is a little bit more seedy. Kiwi Farm seems to be the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst, and it's even mad. I would in my research, it is branded as a hate website, which is confusing how it's still up. That's the dark side of the internet, folks. And it's not even the dark web. It's like on the actual web, which makes you scared for what's on the dark web. Yeah, it really does. It's all just so fucked up. So anyways, Kiwi Farms um, is a controversial American internet forum that stalks who the user's site refers to as LOL cows, which is so fucking stupid for a name. For a name of like things that you're like people you're harassing to call them LOL cows. Like you couldn't come up with like a darker or like creepier name. Right. LOL cows, but they are, uh, they're known to be internet eccentrics. So critics of Kiwi Farm point out that LOL cows who end up on the website are digitally stalked, harassed by having rumors and smears posted about them and docs, which means they are full names, addresses, birthdays, workplaces, personal, personal social media accounts, and even street addresses and phone numbers are posted to these websites. So these people somehow have nothing better to do than sit in their basement and dig up people's information and post it to the world and harass them. And it gets dangerous. It's it's messed up. And I like I said, I don't know how these things exist. I don't, I don't know how either. this hasn't been shut down. I don't either. Because it's not on the dark web. It's not something you have to like sneak around to get on. You can Google it right now, Kiwi Farms, and you'll be on the website. But Kiwi Farms Twitter has some sense in its head, and it banned the Kiwi Farms Twitter account describing... Um, who described their page on Twitter as, quote, gossip and exploitation of the mentally handicapped for amusement purposes, end quote. There you go. So you know these are the sickest of the sick, the darkest of the dark people, people that have nothing better to do. Like, just bullies, which, in my opinion, means they were most likely bullied the shit out of them. there was a bully. Yeah. For this reason and the fact that there's content that is offensive to the disabled on the forum, Kiwi Farms is considered by some to be a hate speech website, which I talked about. Which, isn't that illegal, Matt? Ah, uh, yes, it is. So, I this we have a lot of questions. So, furthermore, the sign-up page for the site comes with this disclaimer, and I do warn you right now, this is horrible. This whole fucking thing is just disgusting. But, please know these are not my words. These are the disclaimer on the website. It says, quote, 
Autistics will be laughed at. Trainees will be misgendered. People will try to find where you live. End quote. That is the disclaimer when you're signing up to be part of the Kiwi Farms forum bullshit website thing. So if you are, if you look at that, that pops up on your screen and you're still signing up, I have a lot of questions for you. A lot of questions for you. Even reading about this fucking site made me sick. At least one person was reported to have committed suicide through hanging after being featured on Kiwi Farm. So these people harass people to the point of death, to the point of making someone so upset. Bullying is a serious fucking thing. It and, is. you know, it's one thing to be bullied in person, which is horrible. It's another thing to have thousands of these nasty ass anonymous trolls who you can't stop right. post your personal information and harass everybody you know send emails to your work find your house you know there are some sick people out there right. and this is where they are bred in basements of their parents house so unsurprisingly <laughs> unsurprisingly several of the site's users proceeded to mock said person after their death what after this person committed died by suicide they posted things mocking it. So this is the kind of thing that Lindsay partook in, not surprised to anyone. Her peers are convinced that more should have been done at a young age to prevent her path toward infamy. Obviously, we, we've talked about this at length. Uh, Nightmare yeah. Nazi was the first red bell that should have gone off in everybody's head. I would have thought so, but hey, what do I know about nightmares or Nazis? Right? Can you imagine like her coming over to like, play like the role-playing shit and like you introducing your mom hey mom this is Lindsay. oh what's her persona like i know you're a little like fairy elf in the forest oh she's nightmare nazi uh who <laughs> i'm sorry who right what was her name again <laughs> who <laughs> fuck out of here yeah right like get out of my house hell no anyone in my house that you call nightmare nazi goodbye get out and don't ever come back and get away from my kid. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Um, all right, Matt, let's dig in. Lindsay Savannah first met James Gamble online in December 2014 when he came across her Coxwastica Tumblr blog. What a way to start a relationship. Hey, Jimmy, what were you doing on Coxwastica, bruh? <laughs> <laughs> Sue Van Earth and Gamble began an online relationship, good for you guys, exchanging explicit intimate photographs and a fascination with mass shootings, a statement of facts in the Shepard case said. Gamble would eventually ask Lindsay to be a part of a mass shooting plot in which she was happy to oblige. The two would spend weeks, weeks, coming up with various details, such as the locations where the shooting would take place, the kinds of weapons they would use, as well as what they would wear. So they plotted this out to the point like Harrison Klebold did. I mean, they had this down to a fucking science before they actually were going to pull the trigger. They also agreed to kill anyone who admitted to believing in God, as well as letting people go who had phones out so their act could be documented. Which is very 
that's so weird that that is a part that they actually like planned out. They thought like, about hey, that. Like, hey, if you guys start videotaping me, we're going to spare your lives because we want this documented. That is so, like, frightening, first of all. But then I'm like, what in the fuck made them think of that, you know? Well, and it makes you think, too, like, oh, well, and I agree with this next statement I'm about to make, not what they're saying, but it makes you think, you know, people get really, like, you know, that recent shootings that just happened, there were more people videotaping it on their cell phones than uh, helping or trying to call the police or giving them assistance. In this case, that would have saved your life. Right. Isn't that the most bizarre, disgusting twist of fate ever? Everybody would have been standing there filming them. Right. That's right. scary, though. Right? That is scary, though. In the note, in the words of a note Lindsay wrote weeks after being arrested, she was to be Eric Harris, and James was Dylan Klebold. See? So they even did the full rundown and talked about Just, the Dylan and Eric thing. This gets even more bananas. And she even seemed to believe at the time that they were Eric and Dylan. Like, this girl the Columbine shooting. And for those of you that don't know who Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold were, they were the shooters at Columbine. They are, unfortunately, sadly, these two pieces of shit are now very infamous as having and been idolized. school like, shooters. there are fucking websites. Yeah, there are. I had these, these histophilia, whatever the fuck it's called. The, What's it called? Hybristophilia. That. There is websites dedicated. This is what she was wrapped up in. Yep. It's sad, honestly, because those guys, for those of you who don't know. Real quick. uh, There's a really, 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 really good and interesting and um, really insightful and sad TED Talk uh, with uh, Dylan Klebold's mom. Or Eric, I don't remember which mom it is, but it's one of their moms. Mm. uh, Does a TED Talk, and it's, it's really... It's hard to listen to, and it's really sad for her because, of course, she didn't ask for any of this, but um, she is now forever connected to one of the most heinous people on this planet. Yeah. Um, Or not on this planet anymore, but, you know, wherever the fuck in hell. But, yeah, so, like Matt said, this girl believed that this is just so wild to me. She believed that they had the souls of Eric and Dylan. Yeah, she really did. I mean, she was convinced that they were the next... You know, the reincarnation of Eric and Dylan. So she wrote, this is great, on the back of a Sudoku puzzle, she wrote, It is a strange feeling to meet someone and almost immediately know that you ought to die with them. To James and I, it happened simultaneously. At first, we were casual acquaintances having discovered each other's Tumblr blogs through a mutual interest in the Columbine shooting and in National Socialism. Less than a month later... We were planning our deaths. I was to be his Eric Harris, and he was to be my Dylan Klebold. We trusted each other instantly, behaving as if we'd known each other for years. We must have known each other in a past life, I said half-jokingly. Eventually, I realized that we really were Eric and Dylan. Their minds have taken refuge in our bodies sometime after their demise in 1997. What? the hell are you talking about (laughs) lawyers for the crown have said that there were hundreds of thousands of pages of evidence in this case like these two went back and forth like like matt said down to like the the wire down to the t down to figuring out who they would shoot who they would not how what shoes they were gonna wear what shoelaces they were gonna wear if they were gonna brush their teeth that day 
how did it all plan out? What color underwear are you wearing? I don't know. You? I'm thinking black. All right. So the two began actually plotting an attack. They talked about the weapons, ammunition, clothes, the number of dead, whether they would taunt their victims, and whether to upload pictures to the internet as the massacre unfolded. Wow. Right? This is just hard <clears throat> to feel. You know, you can't. This is not something you can comprehend as a sane human being. Yeah. The two picked the Halifax Shopping Center because it meant mass panic. At least that's what they said. They would start at the food court, which they thought would give them the best cover, using guns owned by Gamble's father as well as a knife. Uh, at least that was what their statement initially said. Randall Stephen Shepard, James's friend since their freshman year of high school, had been asked to participate as well. But he resisted because he couldn't stomach the idea of killing innocents. He did agree, however, to help make Molotov cocktails as his quote-unquote fuck you to the world. Nice. <laughs> you too, buddy. All right. So on February 12, 2015, the Royal Canadian Mountain Mounted Police... Uh, the RCMP in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, which is where they planned on taking out this attack, which, mind you, she was from Illinois. Right. So she was traveling through a border to carry out this plan with this guy she met on the internet who through uh, the Columbine fan club. They received a tip through Crime Stoppers that three youths were planning to commit a mass killing at the Halifax Shopping Center. Now, it was said that that... Uh, that tip was through the states. So someone in the U.S., in Illinois, I believe, is where that was, like, pinged. Mm. Someone figured it out. Okay. Well, fucking, yeah, they talked about it probably on every forum that they were ever on. Yeah, they probably had plenty of internet backup for that. Right. So two of the suspects who we spoke about, Randall Stephen Shepard, who was 20 at the time of Timberley, and Lindsay, whom at this time was 23, which is insane to me, had access to firearms and presented a threat, is what they said. In the early morning of February 13th, police staked out a Gamble's duplex house in Timberley, a small suburb outside of Halifax. After both of Gamble's parents had left the house and had been questioned by police because they were outside of his house, police entered the house and found the third plot suspect, who we spoke about, 19-year-old James Gamble, deceased from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. It was later discovered that he had plans to kill his parents. Also found in his house were three wife, rifles. Um, and so that was, I mean. That's a precursor to something. Right? Like, he was the one who she was going to meet. Um, James, and he ended up ending his own life, which is what I would believe is because the police were at his house. Ready to I would think take so. Him down. Yeah. Um, I wonder, I, I bet that was a chaotic scene, man. They, oh, man. Left and then they question him, and he's watching this from, like, the window, you know, realizing. I'm fucked. Right? We'll talk. Okay, so at the same time, police arrested Lindsay and uh, Shepard at Halifax Stanfield International Airport. Shepard was meeting Lindsay, Gamble's online girlfriend, as we spoke about, who they made through the Columbine dating website. Just. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, come on. So messed up. Where'd you guys meet? Right. 
Massmurders.com. Yeah. Um, Massmurdermatch.com. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically he was meeting Lindsay at the um, airport to pick her up to take her to James's house to start to carry out their plan. So I guess he had his friend go pick her up. I'm not sure why that was. Um, but that seemed to have always been the plan. He he went to go pick her up for James. Maybe because James was 19 and was a little turd bag. Like we said, Lindsay was coming from the U.S. She's coming from Illinois, and she was going into Canada. So, of course, you have to pass through customs. You have to go through Border Patrol, um, and that's what she was doing at the airport. And immediately she set off red flags for the CBSA agent who she was speaking with to go through customs mm-hmm. because they thought they didn't have any clue about this plot. that was not reported yet that she was wanted at that point. They did not see that. Um, but they thought she was smuggling drugs because she looked like a drug addict. She looked like a drug addict. Like we said, she didn't take care of herself. She's disheveled. She's a mess. She had a one-way ticket, $33,000 on her and no knowledge of where her boyfriend lived. Cause you know, they ask you how much money are you taking in? Where are you going? Where are you going? Yeah. Where are you staying? Yeah. She was one-way ticket, $33,000 in her pocket. Had no idea what his address was. Couldn't tell him anything about him. Jesus. So the officer was like, whoa, 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 this is fuck. You look like you're on meth. Like, what's happening here? And you, and you don't know shit, and you have a lot of money on you. You have a one-way ticket. This is bizarre. You don't know where your boyfriend lives, and you're about to move out with him. Like, what is going on? Yeah. So the officer noticed that she had scarring on her face, and her teeth were bad, so she did look like she was on drugs. She looked like faces of meth. She was just not taking care of herself. Lindsay had purchased a one-way ticket, which did indicate that she was serious in her morbid plot. Now, this is what's interesting, and I wanted to include it. Um, There were messages from Lindsay to a friend on Skype right before she left for Canada that I wanted to read. Matt, if you would be so obliged, I will be Lindsay, and you can be friend. I love it. So, Lindsay messaged on Skype to her friend. I've purchased the plane ticket. I'm leaving for Canada tomorrow, and the only way I'm coming back is in a body bag. Wish me luck. Christ. Are you 100% sure? Yes. Well, I'll be honest and say I hope you don't do it, but I guess you do whatever you want. You're not going to listen to me or anything. This is what I was meant to do my whole life. I've had so many revelations this past month and a half. I guess. I don't know, man. It's hard to understand, I know, but once it happens, once the chat logs, the videos that we're going to record have been released, everything will be explained. How much sense it'll all make, I don't know. But whatever happens, happens. But I just hope you reconsider. I guess, though, I highly doubt it. Yeah, I've been keeping a lot of things between him and me in the first place, so I don't expect it to make much sense right now. But it goes like this. I want to kill. He wants to die. Just like Eric and Dylan. And and see. Mm. That is what she said before. And I, my suspicions are this friend is the one who reported them. I would think so. That I, We don't know that. Obviously, it was an anonymous tip. But based on this conversation, I would have called the police. Me too. So a 17-year-old from Cole Harbor was arrested at 11 a.m., but was shortly thereafter released from custody due to determination that he had no idea of, nor involvement in the plot. Don't know what that was about. I don't know where he came in. Maybe he was on the blog as well. But the police learned that it was a trio's intention to go into the public venue in the mall open fire to attempt to kill as many people as possible before turning the guns on themselves on February 14th. The venue was later disclosed as obviously the Halifax Shopping Center on Mumsford Road on February 5th, 2015. 
Gamble reblogged a photo Lindsay posted on Tumblr saying Valentine's Day, it's going down, hinting to the would-be shooting because that's when they had planned to do it on Valentine's Day. Lindsay was held in a Canadian jail after appearing in court to answer charges of conspiracy to commit murder, conspiracy to arson, possession of weapons for a purpose dangerous to the public peace for, or for committing a criminal offense, and unlawfully conveying through social media a threat to cause bodily harm or death to members of the public. It's a shitload of charges. It's a lot. Shitload of charges, which all are very warranted. On November 22nd, 2016, the guy that was making the multi-love cocktails pled guilty at the Nova, Nova Scotia Supreme Court on the charge of conspiracy to commit murder and was sentenced to 10 years in prison, Woo! less 974 days for time served. What is that? It's like three years, right? A little over. A little less. Um, Lindsay was expected to go to trial May 17th, I mean, May 2017 on charges of conspiracy to commit murder and conspiracy to commit arson, but instead pleaded guilty in April. Now, this is where we bring it to today, Matt. On April 20th, 2018, she Woo. was sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole for 10 years. Nova Scotia Supreme Court Justice Peter Rosinski told the court that Lindsay continues to pose a threat to public safety. Well, no fucking shit. And the judge said that she has not res- expressed any remorse for her murderous plot, nor has she renounced her ideological motivations for the conspiracy. In his decision, he called her prospects for rehabilitation, quote, very questionable, unquote, and said she needs to be separated from society until safety concerns can be addressed. He said a sentencing was in part shaped by the principles that apply to terrorism offenses and is intended to, quote, send a clear message, end quote, to those conspiring to kill multiple people. She has been ordered to provide a sample of her DNA and will be subjected subjected to firearms probation for 10 years after her release from prison. He gave her credit for three years served in custody, so she will be eligible for parole in seven years from April. Although the judge recommended intensive psychological and psychiatric counseling and treatment, the sentence of life in prison means the now 26-year-old could spend the rest of her days behind bars. Let's talk about it, Matt. So... They do it. The kid that was sent uh, was gonna just like make Molotov. 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 That's from my hometown. Um, my home country. Yes. Molotov cocktails. Uh, got what? Ten well, years in prison. Do you know what a Molotov cocktail is? A bomb. Is it like a bottle and you shove like a thing in it? Like, you fill exactly. You fill gasoline in a bottle. You stick a T-shirt in the bottle. You light the T-shirt on fire. You throw it. When the bottle breaks, everything catches on fire. You know how I know that? Which I probably should have known it before that, but you know how I know that? How do you know? Three billboards from Ebbing, Missouri. That movie is one of my favorite movies. I've These heard so all... many great things about that movie. You have to watch it. You'll you'll love it. It's, it's I intense. would like it's it. so good. I love um, Francis McDormand, but she too. But so. the movie, and that's how I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he got... What's his fucking name? Was it irrelevant? Randall. So Randall got... Um, what did I say? Ten years. Ten years. With uh, 974 days for time served. So he'll what, get out like eight years as well. But he got ten years. Do you think that's fair for his part in the crime picking her up? To assist? Would that be... That's like intent, right? You're like assisting in a crime. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know necessarily if he knew their whole plot. Yeah. 
And it's also interesting to know because he wasn't driving them to the mall, at least not at that point. No, he was driving to pick her up and then take him or take her back to his house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, not only that, but like, what could he have possibly been complicit in at that point? I mean, like, he wasn't. He might have known they had the idea, but, like, they hadn't made anything yet or done anything yet. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much he knew, so it's hard for me to say. But I think 10 years just seems excessive for what it seems like he might have known. Yeah. Which seems like very little. I think 10 years is excessive for him specifically because he did not want to kill people. So, like, he was, yeah, he was saying he was going to make these bombs or whatever, but he he said straight up, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want anyone to die. I don't want to be part of that. So he, he explicitly said hell no to the, that part of everything. And so I think that makes him less dangerous to society than, you know. Although, they say who you surround yourself with is very important. His best friend was this neo-Nazi idolizing Columbine shooters. Yep. So it makes you wonder where his brain was at as well. Um, all right, so let's, uh, obviously James had died by suicide I don't want to say anything ill about someone who's passed away who's not here to defend themselves. But based on this, he didn't seem like a great person. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, that that's just out of the picture. Obviously, he's not here. Uh, but what about Lindsay? She is uh, life in prison with possibility of parole in, what, 10 years? But they're going to do eight years because she had already been in jail three years after um, she was busted. Do you think that's fair? Absolutely. Do you I've, think she should be able to get out in eight years? Do you think she will get out in eight years? I do. I absolutely do. Do you think she'll get out? I do. Oh, that's scary. I, I do think it's fair, though. But I, here's why. And I've thought about this extensively. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but I thought about this extensively. We have to draw the line between what's online. She got on the bus, so I think there was intent there. She but got on the plane. She got on the plane. I'm sorry, plane, not bus. I keep thinking bus because yeah. I'm thinking she crossed over the border, yeah, like at the border, that. like we, like we've done. Yeah. But I also think, like, okay, put it like this: I do think she'll be able to get out, but I don't think she should. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I think she should Whatever serve a long. Think. I think she should serve a longer sentence than that, but I don't think that they'll be able to keep her for a full sentence that she was sentenced to. Yeah, I don't think she's gonna serve life. Never. No way, because I think honestly she didn't actually like Unless you said. Unless she fucked someone up in prison. Well, yeah, but she didn't kill anyone. Is what I keep saying to myself. It's like right? she didn't kill anyone, and she may have had the intention and laid out the plan, but didn't they didn't make it as far as even getting in the car. Like, it's not like they got busted outside the mall with a bunch of guns and bombs, and you know, like yeah. it was like they talked she didn't even about make it. it but I mean, yeah, exactly. Like I've said some wild shit on the internet, you know, not like this, but I mean, so I'm saying we have to draw the line. That's what my thought has been all day. Thinking about this case has been, you know, we can't be throwing people in jail for thoughts and for talking big on the internet because everybody does, but everybody does that. Makes plans to shoot people up. Oh no, no, no. I meant talking big oh, on the yeah. internet, like yeah, talking behind talking the keyboard. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody's talking behind their little But nobody, yeah, nobody who carries out a plan or makes actions out of words 
So it's interesting though, Matt. So like I, I completely agree and understand what you're saying because it's it's one of those slippery slopes. It's like where do you draw the line? How can you prosecute someone if they haven't really done anything? I mean, yeah, there was intent. There's that. That's why she deserves the ten years or whatever the fuck right. she's serving. Um, but life it seems it does seem excessive. However, my question is, it's like this is how is this gonna come up a bunch of times because this is how I feel about it, and we're gonna do cases that directly involve this. But in stalking cases, yeah, it's like. You didn't actually hurt anybody. Too late, right? Right. Should we have punishments like Lindsay's to deter these people? Can you throw a stalker in jail for 10 years to get them to realize, hey, we're not fucking around. You don't go near this girl. You don't go near this guy or you're going to be screwed. Right. You don't go near him. Because, like, if if you're dealing with some screws loose and you have your intent to go find someone and attack them, you're going to do it. Like yep. they said, you know, you, like the whole gun debate, people like people with screws loose are going to kill people no matter what. Uh, it's just going to happen. If they have the intent to kill, they're going to make it happen. So that's what I'm curious about is that she seems to have all signs of that mentality. She thinks she's reincarnated Dylan Cleveland or um, Eric Harris. Right. That's scary though. It's like, I mean, I think I agree. I, th- I do not think she's going to serve her full sentence. Uh, I do think she's been long, longer than 10 years in jail. I do think that. I think she's a danger to society with these mindsets. Clearly, she's had this ideology for quite a long time. She's on these blogs everywhere. She was plotting a mass murder saying she she wanted to kill. That was her explanation. Yep. Like, like James's thing was, he wants to kill himself. Why not go out with a bang? Her thing was, let's kill other people. Right, exactly. And that's where it's concerning to me. And I hope, I mean, of course, she's being held in Canada, in Canada, in Canada. In Canada. But um, what I hope happens is I hope after 10 years she's reviewed uh, by extensive psychological services. And hopefully at that point, she I, I hope she's denied parole. Same. Um, and then, you know, when they review her again, maybe we'll talk. But I think when you plot to kill so intricately so detailed you have that thought in your head and that's not going to go away you know what i mean like that's something that she has up here and it wasn't just something like a spur of the moment like oh we should probably go shoot up a mall like let's do it yay like we'll do it like you know you're right they didn't kind of like they planned what they were gonna wear to die yeah they even talked about should we broadcast it and who should we let live like Yep, and they had it to a T, to a minute, to a second, where they were going to enter, where they were going to hide, what they were going to do. He mapped out the mall, the area that they were going to enter in. They wanted right. to go to the food court because they had more places to hide to kill the most amount of people. True. You know, it's, it's when you have that much detail, like obviously saying you're going to shoot up anything is really scary, and that's horrible, and like absolutely you should be in trouble for that. But when you have it planned to the second four months, 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 and, and then you get on a plane to go carry it out with only one outfit, and you call it your death outfit because you're planning on being murdered. And you tell someone right before you get on the plane, the only way you're coming home is in a body in a bag. body bag. Yeah, like that's some other level shit. That is some other level shit right there. I mean, I don't know where they thought they were going, but yeah. so I think sentencing wise, yes, the sentence is fair based on what it is based. So life, so you have the possibility, if you don't get your shit together, to be in there for the rest of your life. Right. But we're going to review your mental stability. We're going to review your, your uh, you're clearly a sociopath of some sort. I mean, I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist, but in my brain, no no person with all their marbles 
would do any of what they did. Yeah, I mean, but I do feel an eye for an eye was met. And she thinks she's reincarnated. Well, yeah, she's very strange. I give, yeah, I mean. But I do, yes, I agree. I do think I. I think an eye for an eye was met in the sense that it was the right sentence. I don't think she'll serve the full sentence. Do you think, before we wrap this up here in a second, do you think they left it as to life? So they can keep her instead of giving her a fine at like thirty five years or something. Maybe I guess. So I they mean, can, like, kind of like Her Majesty's Pleasure, where you kind of like yeah, indefinitely. Yeah. On, you know, that's what I kind of feel when they say like twenty five to life, fifteen to life, six to life, whatever. I think that's kind of like the U.S.'s version and the Canadian version of Her Majesty's Pleasure. Yeah, like, I, I, I review it, and when I feel like it, you'll get out. You know what I mean? But that is the case of Lindsay. Can't say her last name, so I'm not going to Savannah. Say it. There it is. Um, we want to know what you think. Do you think the sentencing was fair? Do you think it was fair for Randall's participation? Uh, he got 10 years in jail uh, for doing... What about her accomplice? I mean, James Gamble. Like, honestly, he killed himself. But do you think that was fair for him? I mean, like, do you think he deserved to die for all that he did? I mean... I don't necessarily. I don't no, think. No, I think he should have had the same sentence as Lindsay. Yeah, same. I don't think this was necessarily out of place of depression. Or I think it was out of fear. Mental health. I think this was out of fear. He realized the cops were outside, about to bust down his door, and put him in jail for a very fucking long time. Well, maybe not. See, you know, he he prematurely acted. However, she said in her little thing that he wanted to die. Yes, so she maybe did. He did have those thoughts. Maybe I don't know. He I don't understand it. I'm not gonna. Maybe it. that was his intent the whole time. We don't know. Maybe no. I mean, like maybe like not going through with it was his intent the whole time. You know, like he got yeah. all the way there and he was like, "Shit, this bitch is on the plane." Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> like, I was joking. <laughs> She's like Derek who and yeah. Liam who. <laughs> Yeah, on the plane, he was like, wait, this bitch is insane, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. But let us know what you guys feel. It's, an, it's a it's a really sad case. It's a horrible case. And it's it kind of gives you an, an interesting look on the mind of someone who does something like that. Which I think could be very valuable to stop it in the future. Amen. It's good that they left this whole fucking trail of nonsense. So people can look at it and, and break it apart and make sure, you know. A trail of weirds, if you will. It's beyond weird. It's morbid. Um, it's yeah, just so kind of round. Yeah. So that was our episode. I hope you aren't as traumatized as I am um, regarding this. And, you know, it's a scary world out there. I want everyone to be safe. Be careful online. You know, who you talk to, who you uh, interact with, what forums you go on, all that stuff is definitely monitored. Um, unless you're on the dark web or deep web, which are places I don't suggest you go. Um, but it's interesting. It's, it's an interesting case. And I thought it was a good eye for an eye conversation to have because, you know, she did get technically 10 years to life in prison and she didn't even get in a car to the mall. She, I mean, thank goodness, because it seems like that was her intent. Uh, well, we know that was her intent, but let us know what you feel and, and give us those five stars on iTunes. We absolutely adore them and it makes my day every day. Um, and we love you guys and we hope you all stay safe and that everybody, you know, has a you know, watch us like kittens playing after this or like puppies running around. So this isn't just like bumming out your life because it's bumming out mine. Um, but we hope you have a good night. Love I feel really good actually, but.
I'm not bummed out. Oh my God. Have Matt a good is night. asleep. So let's have go. a good night, guys. Good night, everybody. The court was unequivocal that uh, this kind of conduct uh, here in Canada by an offender who is not claiming to be remorseful or renounce it will never be accepted. And in uh, in sentencing her to life, uh, I think the court appropriately said that this jurisdiction will never be hospitable to that. The uh, impact of an offense like this would change the city forever, and we've said that uh, on multiple occasions. Nova Scotians don't believe that this type of offense, Haligonians don't believe that this type of offense will ever affect this community. It seems like something that's uh, uh, only in the news and occurs elsewhere. This made it very real, brought it home to us that uh, our community is at risk, was at risk, and that something very serious uh, was only narrowly averted by uh, the quick action of the police in our Halifax Regional Police and our CMP. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.